everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 136 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. If you're listening to this close to the release, this weekend, Columbus Day weekend, it's all happening in New York City. We've got the Star Wars show at 10 p.m. at the Bell House. We've got our show 6 p.m. on Sunday at the Hudson Mercantile. That's Best Game Show with Jonathan Colton. And then on Monday, two shows at Museum of the Moving Image, 12.30 p.m. and 3 p.m., we're going to be doing Best Muppet Show episode, and then we're going to be doing Best Muppet Movie. And after both of those, we're going to screen the winner for you, our viewing and listening and participating audience. We've got great guests. We've got Craig Shemin, Stephanie DeBrusso. We've got Doc Hammer coming back and John Hodgman, the undisputed king of We Got This Guest Shots. Also, L.A., we're doing a show in you as well. Sunday, November 5th at 7 p.m., we're doing a double bill with our good buddies and podcast twins, Can I Pet Your Dog? And for our recording, we're going to have one of our greatest guests ever, Lil Janet Varney, returning to once again help us decide something. Will items call other items? Who knows? It's Janet Varney. Anything can happen. That's coming up. So to get all your tickets, go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast, or you can go to my website, howlublin.com forward slash live. You'll find links and information there as well. But for now, enjoy episode 136 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best movie costume. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. <laughs> oh, now that we're done saying terribly inappropriate things and the mics are on. Hi, Hal. Hi, Mark. How are you? I am great. And listeners, I'm very excited for this episode. We are right now in the home of the Grand Dame of the Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> the most fabulous diva that any of us know. Yeah. Hi. Uh, the wonderful Paget Brewster. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for doing being this. here. We've been wanting to have you for in a your while. home. Thank you for coming to, for to my house because yeah. this is what it is now. <laughs> I don't go anywhere anymore. I make everyone come to me. Why would you? You have all the costume I have pieces, all the hats. Just to, yeah. you, there, there's a collection of stuff. Uh, maybe this appeared on Drunk History. It has. Yeah, it's coming up again too. All of the all the mat the foam mannequin heads in there. Yes. That have the the pieces that you've worn. A lot of them you've worn in Thrilly Adventure Hour. And Correct. I saw like a peek. I was like, I remember those yeah. feathers. There's actually a closet inside that closet. And that's where all the <laughs> evening gowns are. <laughs> and then inside each evening gown, another closet. <laughs> yeah. They go off into infinity. It's like a Narnia, but all the animals are just fabulous. <laughs> They're just dressed so nicely. Spangly numbers. It's great. Well, we picked this topic uh, for you. This was is not suggested by anyone. Uh, usually we draw them from our listeners, but this one I thought, having seen your epic closet, uh, mm-hmm. this seemed like the perfect topic to discuss with you. 
Uh, it came up originally uh, when they did that big exhibit of all of the uh, movie costumes. Did any of you guys go to – either of you guys go to this? Uh, no, I they need know. to bring it to me. <laughs> That's right. They need to put it in this house. They need to wheel it over here. <laughs> yeah, when is it coming to your house? <laughs> With a tour guide to take me through every costume. I can't wait until I start seeing band T-shirts that have a list of cities and then Paget's house and then more cities. <laughs> I did go to that. And there is a there is this is the one that was at Lachlan. Mm-hmm. And there was a portion that was dedicated just to Meryl Streep's costumes oh, gosh. over right. the course of her career. Who, she was a costume designer before she was an actor. Yes. Right? No. She wanted Is to that go, true? She wanted yes. to go to college for costume design. I think she got in for both and then was like, well, I'm pretty good at acting. Oh, my God. I had no idea. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. So she, she, she sort of guides you through much of this exhibit. It was a yeah. great exhibit. Wow. And Jennifer was like in a trance. She was <laughs> so happy. I should have gone to that. You should have gone. That's sad. You know what? Just right. build additions on your house until it stretches over to Lachma. There you go. It's the Winchester Mystery Costume yeah. Museum. You're, you're only like five closets away at this point from being able to just go in the back door. So I'm Wilshire, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you secretly in your mind figuring out how to get the city plans? I would prefer to tunnel. <laughs> I think yeah. it's cheaper. Yeah. I think uh, it's easier to get workers to do that. Sure. As opposed to building over, getting land grants over people's property. Yeah. Uh, but I am sincerely considering it now. Yeah. Call Elon Musk. He will build you a hyper. Oh, that would be cool. Right? Um, so we want to talk today about movie costumes and what is the greatest movie costume of all time. Now, we, when talking about this, you immediately sent us a list of, uh, of great costumes. Some of which I want to start with because they were not on this list or they were not on, I could not find, they were on this list. I could not find anything about them online. Huh? What? Tell me about these Wonder Woman 1930s. No, no, those weren't costumes. It was my mom and dad, um, were school teachers and bought this house in rural Maine to be mm. near my grandma before my brother and I were born, but the house was haunted. Built in 1862, I think. And there was what we called the monster room, Mm -hmm. which was, it's now been turned into a guest room. It's very nicely put in a bathroom, but it was, uh, no, no, the bathroom's all right. So I don't know if they smudge, they like wave sage around, but we found, my brother and I found a stack of 1930s Esquire magazines that had, you know, pinup girls, the petties and the, um, Elvgren, like, you, you know, there were all drawings of pinup girls. Yes. And they ran some of the Wonder Woman serials, uh, uh, uh graphic novels, the, the comic oh, book. I thought you were talking about movie serials. No, this was the, uh, the first boards of Wonder Woman wow. were also released in Esquire magazine. Oh. And so that was in my mind that was what women that's what I was supposed to grow up to be. For some reason mm-hmm. it conflated <laughs> in my mind if you find a men's magazine from <laughs> From 50, 60 years earlier, and it has drawings of women in it, that's what you're supposed to grow up to be. <laughs> so how do you, how do you think that this, this combination, it seems to have worked, this combination of, you know, uh, the yin and yang of drawings of pinup women and Wonder Woman kicking ass. It's very costumey. Com- a combination of both of those. Do or do you just saw the Wonder Woman serial panels as, 
more no they no they were they were joined in my mind as one thing as like a, as one thing oh, as right. a representation of what a grown-up woman because we were little kids right what a grown-up woman could be or should be and it's all very costumey mm-hmm. um penoir penoirs that's how it's pronounced right penoir sure the, the you know like a the evening, uh, you know, the diaphanous <laughs> oh, I, uh, evening I, gown nightwear. Over a nighty, you wear a peignoir. I love that you're coming to me for this. Like, I'm the one who can help you. I know what you're talking about. This, is, the, this is like the I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't think Gags does. It's like, a, it's like a sheer robe. Yeah. Or like yeah, a jacket with, you, you know, wear with a over. feather, ar- yeah. you know, at the arms. and the, You know a what peignoir. I mean? But you Th- could see. That was in all of these drawings. Mm-hmm. of, And also all the pinup girls, were, there would be Santa costumes. They were, they were all yeah. costumed. Pinup girls. There was, you know, like a, a firefighter, but it's just suspenders and a hat, <laughs> yeah. and it's a drawing. You're not actually seeing anything. Did you ever try you to wear I mean? one of these for a Halloween costume? I like, am. This is my costume. Absolutely. No, it's not. I don't think I've done any. I don't think I do the sexy kitten or anything like that. No. I don't think I've ever tried to do that. What? Um, when you were a kid, did you have a costume collection? Then did you have like a trunk that had, or did you ever? Dig into the family's old collections and just create. Looks. Well, my mom is a great seamstress. She can sew mm-hmm. anything, and we would go to Buttrick Patterns and McCall's Patterns and buy. She would buy the patterns and you know unfold them. You cut the fabric to mm-hmm. it, so it comes with instructions. So she made all of my brother the costumes for my brother and I. But I do remember at the bicentennial in 1976, I was seven. And she made the whole family colonial costumes head to toe. <laughs> and we marched in the parade in Maine. That's amazing. For, for the, for that, Fourth of July, the. When we finish this recording, do you have photographs of this? I don't know. Oh man, I would love I doubt to see it. that. I don't know if I do. The bicentennial, uh. A mom made it. I mean, that's family. hilarious. Yeah. A, whole, yeah. a, a whole family, four people, she made perfect colonial reproduction outfits for all of us to march to wear in july yeah Yeah. the fourth of july you guys were you guys uh good guys or bad guys were you americans or red we were we were american we were good we were good we were colonialists colonialists yeah yeah so uh yeah so we were good (laughs) (laughs) my mother-in-law did the same thing for uh for herself and my father-in-law and there is a picture of the two of them Uh. in their garbage again she's another one who could like Build, make anything. The whole family is like superheroes. Great. But yeah, she made. So, so I know what you're talking That's about. It's very exciting, and it seems very hot to to do that. How at that time of year? Were you like, I can't wait to take this off and go and be in like shorts and t-shirt, or were you like, I feel good in a in a costume? I do not recall. Okay. All I remember from that event is that a picture of me in my mom's little colonial <laughs> outfit was in the main newspaper. <laughs> and it I, that was my first brush with fame. <laughs> and it ruined me. Yeah, you, you never, never turned Look back. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a room full of styrofoam heads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what, uh, what is your favorite costume that you've ever worn? My favorite costume I've ever worn, I made up for Rob Schraub's birthday. I want to say it was 19 years ago. And it, I made up a superhero named the Mighty Hermaphrodite, which now is probably completely politically incorrect. Right. But I had, I stuffed a pair of men's, <laughs> uh, tidy whities mm-hmm. and wore thigh high white high heel boots. 
and uh, here's another term everyone loves: a wife beater. Oh, yeah. Sure. Men's undershirt, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, with a with a padded bra. And then I had I went and bought an afro, and I made a cape with a big H on it. So it, I think because I felt pretty creative. Like, I yeah. made that up. Right. Not only did you make up the costume, you made up the character. The character. That involved the costume. <laughs> Which is completely politically incorrect. <laughs> it was a different time 19 years ago. I yeah. was also in blackface. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I wasn't. I really, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was not. <laughs> but you are right now. Yeah. Right uh, now. Listeners you are. Oh, you know what, though? Right I did want to go to Gourley was going to have, remember, uh, Mac Gourley was talking about a James Bond villain themed birthday party Uh Mm -hmm. and i bought a black leather (laughs) 80s belted uh jacket and i did want to go as mayday i wanted to go as grace jones yeah who was from a view to a kill and i you just can't i didn't Maybe maybe I told Gorley that, and I was not ultimately invited to that party. <laughs> he may have had it, but honestly, I think she's so fabulous. And yeah. and we, um, we'll get to it. We'll yes. get to it. Um, What's your favorite costume you've ever worn? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it for myself. I made a. Uh, I made a. This is. This will show my biases. Uh, I made a pretty darn perfect little tramp costume one year. Oh, I, I believe a, it. I had a, a black tailcoat. I got the great big baggy pants. I bought a proper bowler. Uh, I got the bamboo cane, and I went. I went to get as many detailed, specific pieces of that. Costume and did you as do? Did you swing the cane? Oh, and do sure. the walk and the whole yeah. thing? Oh, sure. Was yeah. it for Halloween? What it was, was it for Halloween? Yeah. Fantastic. How? How? Yeah. When was that? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, what'd you do? I have two. I did not make anything. That's uh, all right. But I used to do collecting uh, <laughs> items is curating. That's true. Well, these were just stuff. Stuff I got to wear on jobs. I got to dress as a superhero once for an uh, industrial commercial for Symantec, and oh. they made me fly. And it was like a cheap-looking, purposely cheap, but like I dropped off a scaffolding so it looked like I'd flown in, and oh, I God. shot lasers out of my hands, which was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the other time, uh, one of the early ones I did for that company, they put me in a full suit of armor. Like a real that suit of armor? Really Can you cool. even walk in that? Like I've Barely. never worn that. I can't imagine it, though. Yeah. You just barely walk, and it pinches everything because you're not wearing. I was uh. like a t-shirt under it. I didn't know. It also oh. wasn't designed for you. Like there's everybody. <laughs> there's not like a one size fits all armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this guy was five three, but we're gonna put it on you, Hal. Let's That's see how. That's true it works. because your yeah. armor would have to have been custom made for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when they did that, and mine and was not. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, well, yeah. let's talk about some of our favorite costumes. Through the years, we're going to talk about, and we will determine once and for all, what is the best movie costume of all time. Here's how I'd like to do this. Mm. Uh, I would like to go decade by decade. Okay. We mm-hmm. will pick one winner from each decade. And then as our grand finale, we will take those winners from each decade, and we will each one by one eliminate one of them until there is one left. Okay, How's I'm grabbing sound? pens. I'm going to need Great. to mark mine. Yep. Okay. Pat just going to get pens. Now, Mark, where where did you put this? You put this list together. This was not put together I by did. Kate McManus. Uh, no, but we thank Kate McManus always for her amazing work. Yes. Uh, I put this list together um, uh, because I just – Wanted to have a big, ex- as much of an exhaustive list as I could because I didn't want people saying, what about this? And me smacking myself in the head, um, going, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, so I, I went through and I, I scoured, thank you. I scoured every, uh, possible source I could 
of great movie costumes. And I have come up with a list of, I believe there are 77 of them here. Um, so a few <laughs> per decade. Some are, uh, some are more. Some are more likely to win than others, but I thought they all deserved some sort of shout out either for historic value or for, um, just the costumes being fun and cool. Okay. So let's dive in, shall we? Did we sure. We, we have decade. I mean, one, two, three, four. There's four in this decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one in 1914. So the tramp wins. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we're going to begin for, with... What's happening? What are we looking for here? Well, <laughs> this is welcome we, we looking, got this uh, pageant. Yeah. We don't know. Hold on. We don't know. We'll, we'll is this like our... fantasy football? Now we're going to pit them? <laughs> we pit them against each other decade by fight. decade? Yes, eventually. But we're going to pit them... Yeah, we're, we pit them against one another within their decade. And then overall... Look, there can only be one winner, pageant. We're going to have to know, kill a lot of amazing costumes. I, oh. Yeah. I guess everyone gets um, voted off. So, so we'll start in, night, in yeah. the, the, the teens and 20s, that era, uh, because there was only really, I think, one super iconic costume to come out of this. Okay. Um, unless you guys can think of more. I got uh, one. But Charlie go Chaplin's Little Tramp, the what one about, I just mentioned. What about the robot costume from Metropolis? <gasps> Was that a costume? Probably not, but I just wanted to get him ready you mean for Klaatu, like on the internet. The, the, that, the yeah, like the, the the lady who mm-hmm. oh Metropolis, like the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the Fritz Lang yes. film, yes, not the Day of the Earth stood. Oh, I was thinking Day of the Earth. Uh, yeah, no, that wasn't a sculpture, was it? A sculpture? Maybe it was a sculpture. I don't know. You're the one who's worn something. a suit of armor. That's true. You know what? <laughs> I don't think a chick would fit in that costume. <laughs> As an armor expert, I have to say you're right. It probably was a statue. Yeah. You can just tell by looking at the joints. Great. Says Hal Lublin, master of metallic-looking costumes. Yep. Wow. Um, this all right. Is comprehensive. This is intimidating. So uh, we're gonna. Th- that's gonna get an automatic buy to the finals. Uh, the tramp. So now let's look at the 1930s. Here are our choices for the 1930s. We have Marlena Dietrich sporting a tuxedo in the movie Morocco, Bella Lugosi's Dracula costume from the movie of the same name, Vivian Lee's curtain dress from Gone with the Wind, and Judy Garland as Dorothy Gale in the most iconic shoes ever worn mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that pageant already circled one. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're are you doing your vote? Or are you yeah, doing I'm vote? voting, and then we're going to argue. I, okay. <laughs> Isn't that Imagine, how this works? This on this show we discuss. I we thought this argue. was all about arguing. <laughs> and my hackles are up. Think of us. Think of us less as uh, adversaries, adversaries and more like friends. More as, yeah. <laughs> we're the Supreme Court. Yes, okay. we're working together. Okay, but you've circled. You circled Dracula, and I feel like that's a I, great one. Well, because you guys texted me, what do you think about mm-hmm. this? What yeah. do you think is the greatest costume of all? And the first thing I thought of was was Dracula. Why? I because it's still in practice now. That costume is still worn. It's still used in vampire movies. Well, maybe not Twilight, but also I felt that it really served its purpose in um was it Plan 9 from Outer Space later where Bela Lugosi died in the midst of shooting that <laughs> yes, film? Yes, it was. And so the costume worked to cover the face of the man who stepped in to complete Bela Lugosi's scenes. I who I believe was Edward's dentist. Is that? That's right. Yeah. Good job. I thought that was pretty nifty for a costume to pull off. That's uh... – The costume completed the work of a dead star <laughs> 50 years after – 
he originally wore the costume. Do you think that that and, and while powerful, do you think that that beats? I mean, I don't think the curtain dress is going to win. I, no, I, while while it was it great that Marlena Dietrich wore a tuxedo, it's still just a tuxedo. Is it? Can it beat the ruby slippers? That's shoes. That's but, still part of the. But costume. also, there's the gingham, the gingham right. dress, yeah, the and the blue white and shirt. white gingham, right? Yeah, because, right here. Because the thing that's another thing yeah. where if somebody wears it, you automatically you know who they are. You mm-hmm. know who they are. But but Dracula as well. Beyond just Count Dracula means vampire. If you see somebody wearing the cape with the medallion, mm-hmm. yeah, um, then you think they're a bat person. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to try to do a bat. Um, I lost yeah. it. I feel like it's been uh, a long day. I am. I am. <laughs> A hundred percent on board with Dracula representing the 1930s. Yeah. All right. There we go. Now we all have. That's a how circle, easy it is, right? What? Wait. This is a lot more genteel than I thought. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> worry. There's been, some of these. Some of these. These are, are all big, very good, though. You've done a great because also that pink. The the well now we're in. Should I, am I jumping ahead if I go we're to? We're gonna the, jump. We're gonna do okay. the 1940s. We only have two in the 1940s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we unless you guys want to add more. Uh, but the only two that really popped out uh, from scouring for all of these iconic costumes from the 1940s is Catherine Hepburn wearing pants in Philadelphia Story. Right. Uh, and Gilda's black – or uh, Rita Hayworth's black nightclub dress from Gilda, which was, of course, later the um, the inspiration for Jessica Rabbit. That look. Oh, yeah. the With the heart-shaped neckline. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. And the, and the long gloves. That's right. Gilda. Good can, job. Can I throw in a male costume from that era that I think is – is another one that is iconic. Please. Is Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Ooh. But it's still just a tux or, or the overcoat. just a trench coat, right. which yeah. have been worn by other characters in other films. So it's not specific to – I understand what you're saying. True. It was him in that outfit, in that movie. Yes. That is iconic. Right. Standing next but, to that plane. But can you say that the outfit could stand on its own? Not physically. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Can we well, look, it's a been world? a long time. If you I don't know saw, if, if you it. saw a drawing, right, of Rick's outfit right. without a face or a per- just a drawing of the wardrobe, mm-hmm. could you immediately identify that that was Casablanca? No, I would think it was a costume design for a waiter at a fancy restaurant. Yeah, well, are you talking about little you're tramp? About- you know what it is, right? Yeah. Dracula, you know what it is. Uh, 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 Judy Garland in in um. Uh, the over the rainbow, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue with you. I'm gonna shoot you down. Shoot right. you down. That's fair. I just wanted to throw it out there. Cause I was trying to think Go what ahead, else throw in it the out 40s. There. It's thrown out. I, you, I'll hit, I'll smack it. You just dunked on me so hard. <laughs> I, dun- wow. I thought that's what we were doing today. Yeah. No, I'm down. Magic I'm with down. the dong too. So let's, so let's look at these two. If these are the only two that we're looking at, we've got Great. a beautiful nightclub or a beautiful nightclub dress up against Catherine Hepburn, uh, you know, breaking down walls, wearing pants in a movie. But, and this is my failure to not read this entire list as comprehensively as it deserved, mm-hmm. considering how much work you put into this, Marlena Dietrich in Blue Angel wore pants first. That's true. Right. Didn't Marlena she? Dietrich, yeah. only moments ago in Morocco, wore a tuxedo. Oh, th- oh, you did get, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I didn't even was think it about Morocco was before Blue Angel? I don't remember. But Dietrich was the first one. Good job. You so, have it written down. So it's got to be I, – I didn't even – yeah, I didn't even – Yeah, well, that. but again, if you saw that tuxedo 
without a face on it, would you know that was Marlena Dietrich's tuxedo from that movie? No. I, would, I like this. Uh, by the way, I like this uh, particular criteria. I just made it up. It's great. Thank I would you. think of, of – if I thought of a woman in a, tux- in a tuxedo, and this is my failing, I would think of Julie Andrews in – I Victor Victoria. I uh, Victor Victoria. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Which is not – I wouldn't think she was the first one, but when I think of woman That's in a tuxedo, what you think. Me too. that is what I think. I, of. You're right. I did. I mm-hmm. would too. Yeah. The movie that forever changed my view of Mary Poppins. <laughs> we'll get to Mary Poppins later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So are we going with uh, Rita Hayworth's nightclub dress in Gilda? I do think that dress represents a uh, like a a screen siren, which mm-hmm. is why Jessica Rabbit. Why she wears that type of dress? Mm-hmm. It does communicate right. a certain character yeah. and a feeling. If Emulated you saw it, later in Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, right? So let's say black nightclub dress and then move. On I to agree. The 50s. How's that? Yeah. Great. So now we're going to look at the 1950s. This one is pretty this hefty. Is, uh, pretty big. Yeah. This, this is, is a big one. The, 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 these first few were were Wait, easier. Can I throw two of these out? Hold right on. Away. No, no, let me say Wait. them first. Right away. Let me say them first. Say them. Gags brought the list. Marlon Brando's motorcycle outfit from The Wild One, 1953. Also, Marilyn Monroe's pink diamonds are a girl's best friend dress from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Audrey Hepburn's formal dress from Roman Holiday. Grace Kelly's uh, flowing white skirt in Rear Window. Audrey Hepburn's ball gown in Sabrina when she's walking the dogs. Marilyn Monroe's white dress from The Seven Year Itch. Uh, Grace Kelly, again, her blue dress in To Catch a Thief. Uh, James Dean's iconic jeans, t-shirt, and red jacket from Rebel Without a Cause. Elizabeth Taylor's slip and heels mm. from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rosalind Russell's furs and hats from Auntie Mame. And uh, I know we're throwing an animated one in there. Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty and her not only the cut of her dress, but the fact that fairies can change its color. What is this crap, Mark? Look, I I put this in here and I'll tell you why. So that it wouldn't jar you later on when... Bell could very well win for the 90s. Oh, oh come on. I'm going to uh, – you know what? I appreciate all the work you did this list. I'm drawing a big line through Sleeping Beauty <laughs> right now. Okay. We can draw a line through. We don't have there to, are all you so have to many. Do well, also, here, I, here's the thing. It technically through. isn't a costume. It's <laughs> yeah. not fabric. Yeah. It's a drawing. But I love your attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> I I like your uh, thinking outside of the box. Don't validate. I'm it. also gonna that. Well, this is gonna beg. This is gonna <laughs> beg a question a later on line. because you're right. If you say it's not made of fabric, there was one I wanted to add for. Oh, I mean recent times. Oh, oh. that we will get to that we'll is get to mostly it. computer generated. Tron. Oh, Iron Man suit. We'll get mm, there. All right, we'll get there. Um. Oh. So let's stay in the 50s. Okay. Which of yeah. these – so we've eliminated – we can start eliminating if you guys want. Uh, the princess dress is not going to win. Um, so uh, as now our audience hears all these – I mean I, th- I think that there's a pretty clear winner in the 50s. I know what yeah. I can argue. I, it feels 50s. like it's Marilyn's white dress. It is. Yeah. Because yeah. it's actually called a Marilyn dress now. Yeah. yeah. A halter top pleated – Circle skirt is a Marilyn dress. Is They're that what sold that is? now on eBay. Mm-hmm. The yes. Marilyn Monroe that walks around Universal Studios is wearing that, that dress. That dress. That yeah. dress is that I for me I think does win. Yeah. 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 That hands hands down for the fifties. Because everything wins. else good like job. You, good you, job. The James on Dean, it. like you point out, is a red jacket and jeans and a white shirt. To give James yeah. Dean Him credit wearing though, it yeah. is what makes it 
iconic. Mm-hmm. If you pull – I guess if I saw it on a mannequin, I'd know who it was supposed to be. I would too, whereas I would not necessarily know it was Rick from Casablanca. True. Also yeah. – You might think it was McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> Are we thinking of three, two different versions of Rick? Because I, I think of the white tuxedo, but I also think of the McGruff crime dog trench coat. Well, the trench coat's at the very end yeah. where he says goodbye to yeah. her on the airfield. And that's what I was thinking of. And McGruff the Crime Dog is probably wearing a is summer it, jacket tuxedo yeah. underneath. His Isn't he also in a t-shirt when they show them in Paris? Because they do a flashback, don't they, to the two of them in Paris? I feel like I want him to be in shorts and a t-shirt. Ingrid Bergman because, and McGruff the Crime Dog? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Chinos, I think. Chinos? Chinos? McGruff the Crime Dog, I guarantee you, wears chinos. Oh, for sure. What's what the is, difference between chinos and khakis? Oh, you're a man. You're supposed to know that. I don't. I don't know that. You're a clothes person. I Are don't chinos know the difference khakis? Chinos. I thought they were a kind of jeans. No, no, <laughs> no. Chinos are maybe chinos are khakis. Wait a minute, you guys. Khakis. Wait. Have you ever seen chinos and khakis in the same room at the same time? Oh, oh! Clark Kent, Superman. Unbelievable. <laughs> if those chinos take their glasses off, I guarantee you we're going to see khakis. One hundred percent. All right. Let's move on to the 1960s. Does anybody want to give any shout outs to anything from the 50s that deserve a particular silver medal since that one went so quickly? I mean, I love Grace Kelly's dress at the beginning of Rear Window. I love everything mm-hmm. she wears in Rear I love everything she wears. Yeah. Philadelphia's Princess Grace Kelly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was Philadelphia's yes, Princess. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. she is. Grace Kelly mm-hmm. is, boy, she keeps, she, she keeps popping up on this list too. Like, well, it's, it's a, it's a great, I mean, she could wear any outfit. You yeah. put her in a garbage well, bag. She, and she, she and Audrey Hepburn are the quintessential blonde brunette style icons. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you can say whatever you want about Catherine Hepburn and, Marlena Dietrich and really the big, the big two for what style is this? Mm-hmm. You could include Marilyn too. It seems like there's the the brunette and the blonde. Like what are those? Jackie Onassis, Marilyn Monroe, yeah, and and Grace Kelly, Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. for up you know one blonde, a blonde against a brunette. These, yeah, they were major pillars of fashion iconography. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean Audrey Hepburn again. You could put her. Again, you could just have a list of everything they've worn that, in a film, and it and it yeah. it's striking, and you mm-hmm. remember it. But everything Audrey Hepburn, I mean Audrey exactly. Hepburn, is right. its own style. Bangs black from later. We, you know we what? We, we can won't. go to it right now because uh, we finished the fifties with Marilyn's White oh, Dress. We, oh. So the very next one on our list, we're oh, going right. to go through the nineteen sixties right now, and the nineteen sixties list includes. Audrey Hepburn's black dress from the beginning scene of uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Betty Davis's terrifying Baby Jane costume and whatever happened to Baby Jane. <laughs> Ursula Andress's oh. knife bikini as yeah. Honey Rider in Dr. Mm. No. Oh, One one. of the coolest costumes I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, anything Elizabeth Taylor wore as Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn's society dress as, uh, as um, Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins in her iconic flowered hat and uh, Faye Dunaway in uh, Bonnie and Clyde as Bonnie Parker in her beret. Uh, matching beret and sweater yeah. and Barbarella's spacesuit as worn by Jane Fonda. Mm. Wow. Boy, that's tough. That's a real. Yeah, the 60s are a tough one. Jeez. My knee-jerk reaction is Audrey Hepburn's Breakfast at Tiffany's because that to me, when I think of what Hollywood glamour looks like, 
That's what I think. And of. She has like the pearls and the she cigarette has the pearls, holder. the black dress, the long gloves, the yeah. tiara, the hair up. She's eating a, a Danish, is it or something? Just standing outside She's the standing window. Standing outside uh, Tiffany. Yeah. But if, if you saw only the the outfit, you would know it was you Audrey. Would know. You would know. You would know okay. it was Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, I mean the other the thing that came to mind that's not on here is is another Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music is her on the hills, which is not. I just know the outfit. Yeah, it, and that, yeah. it feels like we're we're talking about more iconic rather mm-hmm. than what is the best. These are all expertly designed and well worn. Right. Yeah, this is Shout really out to, hard. Uh, Edith Head and Colleen mm-hmm. Atwood and all the other amazing artists that uh, that designed many of these. Adrian costumes. maybe was another one. Adrian did. Uh, did Adrian do Wizard of Oz? Adrian do, I don't remember. I just know. Um, Honey Rider's Knife Bikini. I know we're going for – it seems like we're going for iconic, but I boy, that, that. that costume is yeah. just cool. It's it just a white really bikini is. with a knife belt on it. I mean, it is – it's a, another one that you would know if you saw it. Yeah. Mary Poppins, you know by the outline. And and the idea of Ursula Andress coming out of the it's, – it's certainly an iconic moment, although it's mm-hmm. conflated, I think, with Bo Derek in 10. Right. The two iconic women in bikinis running out of the water. Right. But I get – you know what? I think we need to add in another qualifier for – the argument over what's the best costume, which is, did it change society right. or fashion or men and women? Right. And what would you argue did? Yeah, because I feel like like Mary Poppins so is hard. iconic, and but right. it didn't change fashion. Yeah. Does None it change are, yeah. people's perception? Of fashion or what? Because I feel like there's something about that image of Ursula Andress in the bikini coming out of the ocean that was so stunning. Yeah. It felt like it changed things. And maybe that's the bikini. Maybe it's a woman with a, with a weapon. Like there's something about it that feels Larger than a costume. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're I not. You're but is Audrey Hepburn's look in Breakfast at Tiffany's larger than the costume? That's the thing. What did that, that do to fashion? Because it's so pervasive. It changed fashion. Mm-hmm. That was 1961, and like the Mad Men era began. Well, in every six months, if you walk past a Gap, they've got like an Audrey Hepburn type outfit. Yeah, in the window. that changed fashion. IKEA sells a. Uh, a picture that is just like a sort of Andy Warhol-esque version of that Audrey Hepburn image from right. Breakfast at Tiffany's. And that's the other criteria. Is it has to be a print I- of it at, at Ikea. Ah. Can you eat meatballs and look at a picture of the outfit? Did Warhol – because that's interesting because Warhol did do the, the portraits of Elizabeth Taylor from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, right? Oh. Is that really? what that – is that what that fi- – that – picture was I don't know. he did marilyn monroe obviously mm-hmm. um i don't know probably are you looking around to see it? is it here somewhere do you hear something <laughs> it's a bird i think yeah it's a bird what is that where it's a There's bird, a bird out in the out in the yard You're trying to see Are if it's your sure? chair. There's nothing, it sounds yeah. like there's something no i think it's out chewing something in the wall i hear it behind me i don't hear it in the wall 
It might be in the wall. Maybe it's in the wall. I hear something chewing something in the wall. Do you ever... Do you have a? Is there a mouse? Maybe. Oh my god! There might be a mouse in the wall, you guys. I'll tell you what. While Paget inspects the wall, we're going to take, take a, a break? quick break, and then uh, we'll be back with the rest of our decades. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. So. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. Every week on Inside Pop, we take turns recommending something great from the world of pop culture to each other. And in the month of October, we're going big, very big, with the Big Cell 30. Every day for 30 days, we're going to suggest some type of pop culture to check out. Things that may not be on your radar, but will be well worth trying. From TV to music to movies and more, the Big Cell 30 is as irresistible as a Jedi mind trick. As convincing as an Annalise Keating closing argument. And as seductive as Miguel singing a ballad shirtless and slightly sweaty. Follow us on Twitter at Pop Insiders for daily big sells and listen to Inside Pop every week for big sells from some special guests. The Big Sell 30 starts October 1st and runs every day of the month on Inside Pop. It was a squirrel. There was a sound. There was a sound. There was a sound. Dear listeners, listen closely and you'll hear chewing. And it was a squirrel sharpening his little teeth. Or her little teeth mm-hmm. on the you, you tell them. No, say the whole sentence. Outside the window where we're recording, a squirrel was sharpening its teeth on the antlers that I affixed to a sycamore to hold bathrobes for when you get in the hot tub. <laughs> that is one of my favorite sentences now. But it sounds perfectly reasonable the way I say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You two were cackling <laughs> like you were at a hen party in the 50s. But you did you did run out. You were like, a squirrel is on the antlers. <laughs> and that was after we had in a very tight-knit group of three, like the three stooges in a haunted house. We were yeah. like, where's the, where's we the were sound? creeping we around the, the house. Like if you'd seen the doorways, it would be the three of us go by and then a ghost chasing us. <laughs> yeah. and, then the th- and then the ghost goes by and us chasing him. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Looking but thinking, well, I'm glad the squirrel's not inside the wall, which is which was my fear. All right. Why so, is it sharpening its teeth? Hold on. Hold on, Mark. Don't get back into the – why is it sharpening its teeth? Is that something squirrels do? Don't all rodents do that? Don't you have to – if you have a hamster, don't you have to put a cuddle fish? A, a cuddle, Wait, what? Is, it, <laughs> is, it, is that called a cuddlefish? You put fish? a cuddlefish in your hamster <laughs> no, cage? No, 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 Like no, no, a bone. Like Listeners, a this bone. house, it's I knew there was a weird smell. <laughs> a cuddle – Birds have to sharpen their beaks on it. Okay. And ha- don't hamsters? I guess. And, and yeah. guinea pigs don't they have to sharpen their teeth on a? C- it's called a cuddle something. They didn't live very long in my household. Oh. Oh. Maybe because we didn't put out like stones or fish yeah. for them to rub their teeth against. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have that hamster whetstone. <laughs> By the way, hamster whetstone has been running CBS beautifully <laughs> for years. <laughs> 
I think the reason why they died is I kept putting them up to a grinding wheel while I was stepping on the pedal. You don't sharpen the whole hamster. That was my bad. I was like, they really like being sharp. I'll take care of this. Hamster sharpening. Now, you could cut glass with them, but they were definitely dead. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's move on. Um, all right. Who wins? Uh, Honey Rider's knife bikini or Audrey Hepburn's black dress from Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, it's probably got to be... Probably got to be Audrey Hepburn, right? Yeah. After I gave my whole four pillars of two blondes, two brunettes. Yeah. I got to back it up. I think so. With my choice. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the 1970s. Hooray. Here we are in the 1970s. We have Malcolm McDowell as Alex, along with his friends in A Clockwork Orange. The mm. Droog. Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka in Willy oh. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Divine's red dress in oh. pink flamingos. Sure. And staying on topic, Tim Curry's sweet transvestite costume as Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. David Prowse's costume as Darth Vader in Star Wars. (laughs) Diane Keaton in pretty much anything she wears as Annie Hall. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in Star Wars. John Travolta's white disco suit in Saturday Night Fever. Now, okay, this one uh, has two different eras, the 1970s and the early 2000s. The costume worn by Uma Thurman and Kill Bill originally was Bruce Lee's Game of Death jumpsuit in uh, 1978. Right. Uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman costume in Superman. Olivia Newton-John's Sandy costume at the end of the movie, Grease. And oh, what, the uh, leather sig- jacket that yeah. tell me about it, stud? Uh, and Sigourney Weaver as Ripley in Alien. That's a naval outfit, really. She's just in a spacesuit, spacesuit jump, uh, spaceship jumpsuit. Ah. Uh, right? I'm going to do a recall also. Mm-hmm. A gray wife beater. There you go. Yeah. Big, that was because in the new, the new alien, oh. the chick is wearing the gray, oh. the gray uh, beater again. I was very excited as a fan to see that. I've almost watched that movie it's three or four times and I haven't. Beater. I shouldn't say that. Ter- what is it? What can you call it? Tank top. It's a, it's tank an top? undershirt. No, it's a it's men's undershirt. undershirt. A men's undershirt. It's not even a tank top. I've heard a frame. It's an a frame too, right? A frame. Yeah. What? Where, I heard Wisconsin? some company Where'd was called that? it like uh, a frame shirts, and I think they were just trying to get away. Oh, that's from the Duluth Trading Company, Duluth. Oh, they're the ones that make. Isn't the it like Air Airwick wicks moisture away from your testes, <laughs> like that? Com- Duluth Trading Company. Like, I think they're calling it an A-frame. That sounds like them. It seems like something they do. Branding. Have you seen the uh, the underpants <laughs> that now have a fart pad that makes your fart smell like mint? What? what? Yeah. Oh no, I'd heard of charcoal yes. infused under that takes away the smell, but not mm. one that makes it smell like something that different. That puts it through a vaporizer. <laughs> yeah. Is it like Willy Wonka's machine where you fart and it goes, <laughs> and it goes all the way no. through and then it comes out as little candies? Is this like real? Yeah, and your snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> <laughs> is this a real thing? Minted? This is a real thing. Yeah. I saw it on the internet. Available you guys. here. I'm like Elizabeth Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Is, if I saw it on the internet, it's real. Is this, oh. is this the gag gift of 2017 that everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, Uncle Frank, I got you a special gift in your stocking." Yeah, Uncle, I never see. This yeah. one's funny. You'll like this. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. So this is so tough. This, this is, is tough. really the seven. It just yeah. God, maybe it's just going to keep getting harder, so guys. It seems like these, outside of what we dealt with in previous, uh, in the sixties and fifties, these are more about the character themselves rather than what they did for fashion. With the exception of Diane Keaton and Annie Hall, right? Like nobody is dressing like Princess Leia. Maybe some people did the hair buns for a while, right? Uh, and well, no, John Travolta's white disco suit that changed fashion. 
Um, but super, nobody dresses like well, Superman. And, certainly captured an era. It became the icon of a movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or of a, yeah, yeah. Or of a style or culture. Yeah, and the disco dresses and the, from that movie. That, it was yeah. pr- pretty. If you wear that, mm. if you see that, you know you what know it is. You know what it's referencing. Yeah. Yes. But um, same thing with Princess Leia. Same thing with Clockwork True. Orange, Willy Wonka, yeah, Frankenfurter, Darth all... Vader. I mean, the 70s were a good era for uh, costumes. I know you expect me to fight for Darth Vader, and believe me, I want to very badly. <laughs> it's, really tough. it's an incredible costume. How, however, it it did nothing to inspire fashion as much as it, it's just an iconic costume. You can't – even the silhouette of it, you know what right. it is. But same with Princess Leia. But you know that by the hair more than – Flowing white Correct. Down. Right. You're right. It's You're less right. about her. It's more about her hair. You're than right. More about the hair, or is the hair costume combination? And I would also go so far as to say Darth Vader is also the breathing and the voice combination with yes. the costume. Have you ever seen the footage of just David Prowse? No. Speaking of, he's no. like, <laughs> he walks in I, and I can't. You just hear like, "Run of the stormtroopers get Princess Leia over there," because he's got some. Uh, it's not what some. It's not Welsh. He's not from Wales. I forget where it is that he's from, but he's got a very thick accent that they had to replace. Yeah. The, also, uh, it's and that's really James Earl Jones, right? Mm-hmm. It's James Earl Jones replaced him, but then uh, oh. for Chewbacca, the big British guy, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew, uh, he recorded dialogue that they then replaced. So you can what? see footage of like they run out of the frame and then you see Chewbacca go, "What a strange person!" Oh no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. It's so great. I can't. Ever yeah, I kind of want to see this now. <laughs> no. Do you think will, will it ruin your view of Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, oh, we've made our we've made our guest cry <laughs> in her own home. We're, we're the Barbara Walters of podcasts. That's Finally, right. <laughs> we did it. We've been dreaming for this day. Oh, that hurts. Um. <laughs> Other ones on this list that I think you could easily identify just by their outline or them without the person in the costume would be, um, I mean, Superman, obviously. Right. Um, but that's like a more, that's from another media. It's certainly a great version of the short. Uh, Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that purple coat and the top hat and the bow tie and that, that look. I don't know how much of that was sketched out uh, by Roald Dahl and how much of that was a costume designer's creation. Right. That's an interesting question. I mean, if we're going to ding Superman for being – For being originally originally animated, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I think we can take out Ripley from Alien. I think we can take out Ripley. Because everybody's wearing the same outfit that she's wearing at the top. And we can take out Princess Leia. Yeah. Annie Hall did change fashion. However, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to disqualify Annie Hall. Wow. Because Diane Keaton wore all her own clothes. Ooh. When oh. Diane she Keaton went, changed fashion. Diane Keaton changed fashion when she went to uh, – when Woody Allen cast her and she uh, was talking to him about wardrobe – he said, "No, no, 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 no. You're not. You're not going to wardrobe. It's your clothes. You're wearing your clothes, and wardrobe can supplement something if you want it. But the tweed vest, the tie, the men's shirts, the bowler—that was all hers. That, that was how she dressed all the time. So right. it's technically not a costume. Wow. 
Wow. But, I, but it's though, a huge shout out to Diane Keaton. Yes. Being a badass. yes. She changed fashion though. Mm-hmm. That was, that was her clothing. So okay. just to help us in making this decision, we can take her out. And Princess Leia, I agree. Without the hair, no. Yeah. So what we're still looking at then is the white disco suit yep. from Saturday Night Fever, Willy Wonka, um, <laughs> Divine and Pink Flamingos, which we can probably get rid of. I think we can take that fun. out just because we have to I'm, I'm sorry. We have to we have to play on the side of commerce as far mm-hmm. as how influential a costume is. Sure. You have to take into consideration the fact that most people have not seen Pink Flamingos. Right. It is right. an X rated movie. But and I know this because I picked it out. From the video store. <laughs> and when I was 14 or 15 with my family, because the cover of the, the VHS box was just divine in a dress. And I think there's a dog on the cover, but no. And so the whole family went home. Oh no. In Maryland. Oh. To watch it because it was, <laughs> this wasn't in video stores in the rest of the country. Wow. And there is a scene very early on in that film which none of us knew what we were watching, and my brother was probably nine, where a man and a woman are making love, Mm -hmm. and it involves a chicken. And that's when my dad stood up, turned it off, (laughs) and said, everybody out of this room. (laughs) Out of this room! And he took it out of the thing. He was livid. He was furious. Who was he furious with? The video the store? The video store that it was just on a shelf, not in like a cult or right. X-rated section. Right. Behind the and curtain. I don't know if he had words with the gentleman at the video store in Greenspring, Maryland in 1980 <laughs> or what? Oh, I mean. <laughs> well, all right. If we're going to we eliminate. got to take that Hold out. We'll, we'll eliminate that. Wait, what did you – do you remember what the replacement movie was? Was oh, it like no. bed knobs and broomsticks? Yeah, We've got to cleanse remember, ourselves. I, I do not remember. I I think the TV was turned off for the rest of the night because it was such shocking <laughs> smut. Just throw it in the garage. And we don't know what's going to come out of that box. I made the mistake of sneaking downstairs later to watch more of it and threw up. Then <laughs> had to had to clean up my own vomit. <laughs> And get the VHS tape out, put it back in the box, and put it back where my dad put it. Wait, it made you throw up? The movie made me throw up. What made you throw up? Have you seen it? I've not seen it, no. Um, In one uncut take, the longest you could shoot back then was a nine minutes on film. Mm-hmm. In one uncut take, uh, and apparently it was Glenn Milstead's idea, Divine, the man who played Divine, uh, a dog poops on the sidewalk. Divine, it, it, continuous shot. Leans down, picks up the dog poop, eats it. No. And I barfed. <laughs> and it made John Waters famous. There you go. And it began, it, it solidified his career because he had done, I think, maybe multiple maniacs mm-hmm. and desperate, desperate women. I think he'd done a few films before that, but that was the movie where everyone was talking about. So yeah, you put, there, there's a guy in that movie running around with, Baby back ribs tied to his penis, and he flashes people in the park. That I almost threw up, and then at the end, I threw up. How do you tie? You know what? Let's move on. Um. I don't think you can use this unless you want to make this a two-part podcast and 
one plays later at night. I don't. That's not even possible. <laughs> oh, the, all, well, I mean, this my is goodness. you have, you have, not, sw- you have not sworn yet. Have I you did. Ever, I did. I did. We clipped. We, we clipped it. Uh, did, have you ever met John Waters? No. Okay. If you, you did, would you? No. No. I, I love I'm sorry. Him. You had so much hope that I'd, I was like, he's here right now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, right. this you? is your life. No, I have not. John I Waters. love him. Yeah. He seems, I think he's outstanding. Yeah. I just think he's a delight. And I've tried to, I've tried actually Matthew Gray Goobler, who is also on Criminal Minds. He and I, M- Matthew offered a part to John Waters. CBS said, first of all, John Waters does live in Baltimore all year round. Right. He needs to be flown out first class and he needs to stay at a hotel. CBS said they would not pay for it. So Matthew and I offered whatever financial assistance from our paychecks from that episode needed to be paid to get John Waters to pay for it. Right. And CBS said we won't allow it because it sets a dangerous precedent. Because wow. they didn't want to ever have to pay to fly anyone anywhere. Right. So we almost had John Waters in an episode of Criminal Minds, which wow. apparently he used to watch. Wow. So it hurts me. It hurts me yeah. now. Thanks for bringing up the memory. <laughs> Thanks, Hamster Whetstone. God, you ruined my Chewbacca memories. Um, well, look, if it's not going to be, if it's not going to be divine, divine and pink flamingos, Can't let's be. go to another, uh, male femme fatale, Tim Curry, uh, as Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Of all the, co- there, uh, all of the costumes in that movie are amazing yep. and but iconic, that was, but that, that was, was icon- that was the one. So. The ones that it seems like are contenders here for the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, this is a tough decade. It, this is really hard. Yeah. Um, have we eliminated Darth Vader? Yes, because yes. it was partly right. boys. Mm-hmm. We've eliminated Darth Vader, Annie Hall, Princess Leia. We've got the white disco suit. We've got uh, Willy Wonka. We've got Clockwork Orange. And we've got <clears throat> um, Dr. Frankenfurter. I, I would say this is now about – in my mind, this is a mm-hmm. battle between – I would say this is a battle between a Clockwork Orange – and Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, okay. that's fair. Yeah. As far as what is most predominant in the world's memories. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say it's those two. Well, if you if the Venn diagram of predominant in the world's memories and influenced fashion, that would be the white disco suit. Because thank God Clockwork Orange did not influence fashion and we're not all walking around in not? union suits. I mean, would you say it didn't? Would you say that had no effect on the punk movement? Oh, my Suspenders God. and the boots. Yeah. And the, the, the hat. The ha- I mean, I feel like it may have had a fairly profound influence on fashion in England in the 70s. And England in the 70s was having a profound fashion mm-hmm. um, was effect it, on the world. Was it uh, reflecting or was it advancing were, I, were either of these doing more reflecting of a time or advancing well, was it, a time? It was – Vivian Westwood wasn't actually the costumer for the film, was she? I don't know. Um, I, you know what I mean? You know, because I'm yeah. thinking Malcolm McLaren and Sex Pistols and Vivian Westwood and that shop <sighs> sex. That would be fashion, the fashion. But I, you know what I would say as far as iconic – Decade, mm-hmm. I guess you kind of have to go with John Travolta, don't you? I don't know. Yeah, now. I'm, I mean, I'm, it I'm, is. I'm fighting myself. I don't know. But again, isn't Clockwork Orange based on on other material? It's based on a book, isn't it? Well, a lot of these are based on other things. Well, Breakfast not, at not, Tiffany's it, is based on a Truman Capote story, right? But right. not it, not an animated. I think we're we're making a distinction between right. comic book characters, drawings, right? 
So the costume was drawn before it was made. So is it a costume if it's based on the blueprint of a pre-existing drawing? It's yes. different. Which is why you could say Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's the question. Is it was that the costumer or was that Roald Dahl's illustrations? Well, and also your the 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 leisure suit that's more the suit that's worn by John Travolta existed at that time. Yeah. It just launched it. It just made it famous. It makes it indelible in our minds. It Correct. would have been another. Mm-hmm. Uh, a piece of fashion forgotten to history, I think. Had it not, had it not been immortalized there. in Saturday right. Night Fever and be a token of the decade. Yes. Yeah. So I think that might I think be you have it. To say John Saturday Night Fever. I also was sitting yeah. here thinking, like, if I saw a Bulldog wearing both of those costumes, <laughs> which one would I more immediately go? Does like, the Bulldog oh, have a black circle around one of its eyes? No, it does not have the extra okay. long. Then it's not it's, the RCA yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's the white. Uh, then it's the white disco suit. White disco suit, boy. Right. Oh, tough round. Tough yeah, round. 70s yeah. was tough. Oh, Woo! just wait. Tough uh, round. The 80s is going to be tough. We actually oh. had. I just like to point out that in that uh, the oh 1977 and 1978 are repping well in this to have. For all of 1900 through 1929, one costume, and for in 1977 and 78 to have seven of them. In two years. That's pretty impressive. But let's move wow. on to the 80s. We have John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd as the Blues Brothers in the 1980 movie of the same name. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. This one I just threw in there because I love it. Miss Piggy's motorcycle outfit in The Great Muppet Caper. You're adorable. Uh, we also have Karen <laughs> Allen. kinky. <laughs> A little of both. We have uh, two Karen, Al- Karen Allen costumes from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Her red pants and peasant shirt combo and... Her evening dress that, or her evening uh, slip or whatever she's wearing when she's yeah, the silk, the silk, the silk yeah. yeah. Uh, we've that got Faye Dunaway in Mommy Dearest as Joan Crawford, Dustin Hoffman as Dorothy Michaels in Tootsie, Sean Young as Rachel in Blade Runner, pretty much anything she wears in that. Uh, lots of that's more about the hair though. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and her disco dresses in Scarface, mm-hmm. Robert England as Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street, all four Ghostbusters. Sigourney Weaver as Zool from Ghostbusters, oh. Marty McFly in Back to the Future, all of Meryl Streep's safari suits in Out of Africa, Grace Jones as Mayday in A View to a Kill, uh, Sigourney Weaver in Working Girl in A Dress with Heels, Melanie Griffith in Working Girl as a, in A Dress with Sneakers. Uh, and that concludes the 1980s. What jumps out as, at you as either not belonging there in a Sleeping Beauty way or definitely belonging there in the top in a Audrey Hepburn way. I mean, I, I think I, I have, I have in my mind what I think the winner is, but I would, I would. What do you think the winner is? I'm curious. I think it's Freddy Krueger. I disagree. See, you cannot you, see a sweater I, okay. with the red and green stripes without thinking about him. You can't he see ruined, a brown fedora without thinking of Indiana Jones. But it ruined that. People don't walk around in fedoras all the time anymore. People walk around in sweaters. And when you see one like that, you go, what are you, Freddy Krueger? Mm-hmm. Like it's that, that piece. And again, he wears a hat too. If you saw a guy in a brown leather jacket mm-hmm. and a fedora and khaki pants and a bag thrown over his shoulder, your reaction wouldn't be, why is that guy dressed like <laughs> Indiana Jones? And a whip. Yeah. Whip. I'd be like, why is that guy in my bank? Um, if you, you did go to this exhibit, I would just like to, I, I know oh. I'm, I'm angling hard for Indiana Jones in this. Uh, part of this exhibit was they took one iconic costume and broke it down completely. Indiana Jones's costume had its own room in this exhibit. 
uh, where they broke down every little piece of the costume. I think it changed in interesting ways. Uh, Temple of Doom took place in the 30s, so there were some more 30s elements. It was based on an entire genre of serials, and I think it was a pretty perfectly crafted movie costume. That said, I'm open to any and all of these. Paget. I do think I I do think it, it is down to Nightmare on Elm Street versus Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. for for Indiana Jones and I personally have been searching and have failed to find that peasant shirt and the red pants that Karen Allen's wearing. Really, I've spent decades. Really, decades. you would look great in them. It would be I a love perfect that. outfit. I love that for outfit. You. Yeah, it is. I know it is a vintage Romanian hand stitched. Cotton blouse with a red embroidery, and I can't remember the name what, what it is right now. It's something like the wedding pattern, something like that. It has a name. Every time uh, you look for it, does your Google search get longer by one detail? I I've <laughs> purchased them, and they're not right. Oh. They're each one has not been right. I've sold them all over. They're all over LA. I've sold them at Crossroads. <laughs> I've sold them at Squaresville. I've sold them at Wasteland. I buy these. And they're a lot, the good Romanian ones. They're right. like 80 bucks, 90 bucks, a shirt. They're never the right one. So I have a personal, I'm, I get, I'm getting upset. Is this part, you buy, <laughs> you get a lot of stuff off eBay, yeah? Yes, mostly. Mm-hmm. Is this where you get these shirts? Is that where you try and hunt them down? Yes, the vintage it'll say Romanian. Like, it'll say like yeah. vintage wedding pattern. Hungarian Karen Romanian. Allen. Hungarian yeah. Romanian. They don't, don't say Lost Karen Ark. Allen. No, no because say. the people who are selling directly from Romania or they Hungary, don't they don't know it's a Karen Allen shirt. Uh, right. But, uh, but I'm off topic. I, We're, you're talking about movie costumes. Okay, okay. Um, Wait, uh, hold on. I'm more interested. I'm, I'm interested in eBay, not more interested. Oh, go. Uh, do you do buy it now or do you bid? Does um, it both. Both. Also, if there's an option to make an offer, mm-hmm. I always make an offer first. That's the haggle I enjoy. Ah, okay. That's fun. And what I'll do is, depending on the item, and again, remember, chance, there's a maybe 60 40 chance. 60% chance that I will sell it because it, it isn't right. You know, you go to the store, you try stuff on, and then you're like, oh, something looks like a work of art on eBay. Right. And, but it, they they still look like works of art to me. So they're in there. Mm-hmm. That's a whole room with a closet inside the closet because it's <laughs> stuff that I think is beautiful. Right. Yeah. It's in my will. I have money set aside in my will for a girl party for all of my female <laughs> friends to come oh and take every God. pair of shoes, every hat, every scarf, wow. all the jewelry, my clothing. Like there's a champagne and uh, 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 there's a there's a catering budget because you made a party will a party will. Part, wow! Yeah. So oh, so man, uh, almost everything coolest. is from eBay. It's mostly vintage. <laughs> I offer. Below, but I've also I've also paid hundreds for something that ended up being the wrong size or right. not right at all, and then it's a process of selling it somewhere and getting mm. trade at crossroads or. But that, it's almost it's like a hobby. But you can't. I would assume if you're negotiating, it's better that they not know who you are. Oh, they don't. I have a fake name. Everyone right. has a fake name. On right, right, right. Because yeah. if they knew, they'd be like, "I'm gonna yeah. jack up the price." And then I changed my name, my shipping address name, right. because people started emailing. I they see. recognized the name, and they were all very nice. Right. They were all like, "But they were, you know, I'm a huge fan of the show." And then I would feel bad, mm-hmm. like, "Oh God, what if she's a nurse and I just like took twenty bucks off a blouse? I'm a dick." So <laughs> I. I I had the name had to come off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nurses, yeah. nurses should yes. make 
what I make. So it kind of upset, it's upsetting. Yes. I should fa- pay full price, but also who knows how long I get to act. I got to save my money. You got to, yeah, you got to so, be smart. Yeah, I, I'm a mercenary on eBay, a mercenary. And I will snipe. I will outbid you. Yeah. I, I, there, I have some nemeses. Ooh. Is there, are, are, have you found the same people looking for the same things that you look for? Like, do you um, come across? I used to, I used to be up against this, I'm assuming it was a female named Futura 54. She was my enemy for years. <laughs> years. She would buy out from under me. She would, she was great. As a, I admired her. I, it was almost like mm. I needed her the way, you know, the Joker <laughs> needs Batman. Like, I needed her to drive me forward. Let's let's unpack this quickly. The fact that you said you needed her, not like Batman needs the Joker, like the Joker needs Batman. You did make yourself the I villain. I made myself the villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder why I did that. <laughs> do you want to lay down on your couch and we'll talk about it for a second? <laughs> Just take some notes. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like on the list we have Indiana Jones. Oh, this is tough. It's this so is tough. tough. And Freddy. It's so tough. And Freddy. Those are the two. Um, yeah. You know what? Here's how I'm going to argue against you, Gagliardi, my friend, who I love. Watch this. All right. I think you've been unduly influenced by an art exhibit. Ooh. I think they had more access Mm -hmm. because of some mm, cross-promotional deal with who made Rise of the Lost Ark? I I know it's Spielberg, but what Uh, studio? Paramount. Paramount? There may have been a secret liaison. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we were to go back and look at that exhibit, if the majority of the costumes were from Paramount or right. Paramount subsidiaries. And Freddy Krueger, how many movies have been made of Freddy Krueger in that? There have been yeah. 12 films. How many films? How many Freddy so Krueger films uh, are? I, 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 I will fully admit to both that and I have seen a couple of Freddy movies. I enjoy them. I've seen each Indiana Jones movie. Oh, that's the thing. See, I own each Indiana Jones movie in several platforms. Mm -hmm. Yep, sure. Still on VHS, just in Mm -hmm. case something goes wrong and I need them. I got them all. (laughs) I own them on different TVs. Like, I love Indiana Jones. It's perfect to me. Yeah. So it's very hard to take your heart out of that film for a costume and give it to a franchise that I is not as beloved to me, but overall, what does everyone know more? Yeah. What is more effective for the most people? And I, I would have to argue that it's Freddy Krueger. I am, I am, I am convinced. All right. This is fun. I like this. Part. I was going to say something about it, but I but there's no need because you said it perfectly. Oh, well, yeah. I wanna, no, I, no, but, you nailed it. But I hear you, Indiana Jones. I hear you. Oh I yeah, mean, it's a Boy. perfect. It's perfect. Oh, how, I, I want to see if there's an I, online I, outlet of this exhibit. Oh yeah, how they you wore like the jacket is worn. Mm-hmm. Like the his costume tells a story. Mm-hmm. Every little detail tells you something about it, which is why like it's one obviously one of my favorite parts of right. that whole exhibit. The fact that that. The winner is a low budget West Graven horror film from 1984 that's still 33 years later. Very we true. know what yeah. that costume, like, still, it's still somehow relevant in the yeah. same way. Yeah. Uh, that I think that's, mm-hmm. that's what did it. Also, you know what I will say? My heart is invested in the Freddy Krueger idea because I worked with Robert Englund and he was so lovely mm. and there so. You go. He was not dismissive or embarrassed or he was proud 
of Freddy Krueger. You know how some actors could be douches about mm-hmm. it. Oh, yes, you're fine. Is that a swear? No. There are actors who would want to distance themselves from that or say, oh, yeah, I do that for a paycheck or, you know, because they want to be considered, no, I'm Shakespearean, no, I'm – and he was happy to do other work but proud of that work and I thought – I and so that does touch me. I found mm-hmm. that very touching and I found him to be a, a deeply lovely and enjoyable man. So I am being biased. That's a bias that works for us, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, I'm also scared to no, into the nineties. <laughs> it does also fit the cliche, though, of um, the people who play villains are usually super nice people, yeah. and then the person who played the most villain was uh, really, really lovely. Yeah. So, what's up, Robert England? If you're listening, we'd oh, love to have you on so the show. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Um, let's move into the 1990s. All right, here we go. Home stretch, guys. That was tough, the 80s. Yeah, this that was is all tough. tough. Your research is impeccable. Yeah. And I'm really impressed. This was a lot of fun to do. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, 1990s begin with – these are all, by the way, as I'm reading them in chronological order. Uh, Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands. Julia Roberts' red dress in Pretty Woman. Julia Roberts' brown polka dot dress in Pretty Woman. From the polo game, right? From the polo game, yeah. yes. Um, the, yeah, I know it's, uh, it's Europe? not I'm actual gonna, fabric. I'm gonna cross it out while you're saying it. All right. Oh, go ahead. Boy, go ahead. <laughs> Belle's yellow princess dress from Beauty and the Beast. Um, we've got, <laughs> taking a 180 degree turn, Sharon Stone's white dress from her interrogation in Basic Instinct. Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. Tom Hanks in a plaid shirt buttoned to the top and a suit and sneakers as Forrest Gump. Mel Gibson as William Wallace in Braveheart. Alicia Silverstone's yellow plaid suit from Clueless. Uh, the assorted actors, I won't say who, in case you somehow haven't seen the movie, who were Ghostface in Scream, Lilo from The Fifth Element. <laughs> You're talking uh, about the version where it's all the white, uh, the white, the white stripes. stripes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, and Kate Winslet's evening dress from Titanic. And the dude from The Big Lebowski, as played by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> also, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity in The Matrix. Wow. Uh, I think using some of the criteria that we've used before, we can eliminate, unfortunately, she was amazing. We can eliminate Trinity and probably clueless yellow plaid suit. Some of these that if you see them, you don't immediately. Didn't Carrie Ann Moss, didn't that sort of set off a, uh, well, I guess the not. The cat suit craze? I guess not. No, I was thinking like the hair, but it's more of her hairstyle. Mm-hmm. But I think that hairstyle was already around. Oh, are you talking about the, the shorter Matrix, hair? Or are you like, talking about- I'm talking about her in the Matrix with the short hair and like the slicked back. I feel like we're, we've stopped. No, 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 that no, already no. Dude, 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 I was doing that in like 92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a did flat I ever, top. I started it. Did I ever tell you the first time I, uh, the first time we had a thrilling adventure hour rehearsal, the first time I was there mm-hmm. at Blacker's apartment, mm-hmm. when I walked in, the two people I was most starstruck by were you and Paul. Paul, because I'm a huge comedy fan and Mr. Show, and you, because I was a huge Friends fan. <gasps> I was oh. like, it's Kathy for Friends. Oh, oh my, my God. Goodness. Yeah. Oh. That's true. That's true. I didn't know that. You never told me I that. I never did, because it's weird. Uh, I don't know. We've known each other. 12, 13 years yeah, now? Yeah, now we have. Now I feel what? comfortable telling you. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, well, thanks. It's true. Aww. I was very excited to see how. You don't have to say anything. Oh. Um, this so, is a t- I'm having a hard time with yeah. the 90s. I don't, I, see, I like Sharon Stone's dress. But it wasn't about the dress. It's not about what she wore. It's about what she did. It's about what she did and claimed she was lied to about. Um, Please, Sharon. And do you remember? (laughs) You knew what you were doing, Sharon. 
Do you remember uh, what Mrs. Doubtfire was wearing or do you remember her makeup? Oh, I remember what she was wearing. Yep. She mm-hmm. was wearing almost like a, a replicated Edwardian blouse with a, like a mm-hmm. pin tuck front over the boobs mm-hmm. and the, uh, was it a little pearl necklace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a gray but, sweater and but, a long skirt. Yeah, but it's taken us yeah. a minute. Now describe what Indiana Jones looks like. Okay. All right. He looks uh, like Freddie you know <laughs> with a leather jacket on. <laughs> or I could have said Freddie. You know what I mean? My yeah. point being. Yes, you're right. I would say. I we can we can eliminate Mrs. Dow. But a shout out to yes. that. Yeah. I would say eliminate William Wallace because if you saw someone walking around dressed like William Wallace from Braveheart, mm-hmm. you'd go, Oh, there's a Scottish guy. Right. right. They'd have to have the blue. There's a paint. there's a and then kind of racist makeup. Scottish old man who does not like Jewish people. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, and I don't know if you would make that connection. You would you would just say I'm taking out yellow princess dress animated. All right. Yep. I'm taking it out too. White dress, Sharon Stone out. Look, the the, the mouse contractually required me to put those yeah. in there. Uh, <laughs> the ghost face mask existed, I think, before the before Scream came out. I mm-hmm. think they used something that was already in the store. Smart to use it. Oh. But that was the same thing with um Michael Myers. Yeah. It was a William Shatner it was mask. was a William Shatner Yeah. Correct. All right. So if it's not good enough for Shatner, it's not good enough for uh, – or if Shatner's not good enough for the list, ghost face isn't good enough for the list. Take out yellow plaid suit. I'm sorry to say, mm, yeah. lovely wardrobe. I just wanted to uh, give mistress. her something from that because that all the wardrobe in it, all the wardrobe true. in that movie was but really great. But it was great. the it was the whole the whole movie was styled so well that you mm-hmm. can't actually distill it down to That's one outfit, true, yeah. which is a testament to Mona May, the costume designer who did the costumes on the show that I was on a couple years ago with John Stamos called Grandfathered. Hey, oh, she did a great job. She did too good of a job. In clueless to for to distill it down to just one outfit, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was that was g- great. She did a great. It's a, it's great. Those are great costumes. Let's um, talk about Kate Winslet in in, in Titanic. 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 Let's talk about uh, Kate Winslet in Titanic. Uh, great uh, costumes. It, great costumes. Does yeah. it also suffer from the same problem? That you can't pick one. I mean, she's it's got Edwardian. The, yeah, it's that. It, it, Everything all, was beautiful. Yeah. It, it was a, the most expensive movie ever filmed at that point, including yeah. mm-hmm. how much it cost to make, what, the first D.W. Griffith movie? Yes. Like, Titanic was by far the most. So the costumes were exquisite. Yes. But if you saw someone wearing that Edwardian outfit, even with the hat, even that long tracking shot up her coming up the gangplank, you still would not know necessarily that that was Titanic. That's true. I would agree. Uh, yeah. I honestly do not remember... I know I will never I will not ever have a male fan again after I say this, but I do not remember what the dude w- wears. He wears a bathrobe, bathrobe uh, over right. shorts and a shirt and oh, socks right, okay. with sandals. It is it is the okay, worst right, outfit right. of all time. That's a, it okay. is easily the the worst costume on our best costume list. Right, but because but it, it became is, yeah. so a thing, you're right. I, I know it's not on here, and mm-hmm. maybe there's a good. There probably is a good reason why, and I, I, I don't. And maybe the reason why is I can't think of which cost, which costume or piece to pull from this. But mm-hmm. I want to say it's something Vince Vaughn wears in Swingers that he had some captured, cool clothes, yeah. captured that like the forties are back. Yeah, that, big shoulder that. pads, tapered waist, ballooned out like. But what? We can't remember can't what remember it is. That so was another does thing where the whole look, it was the whole look of the movie. Right. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just him wearing them. Um, so we, we, still on the list, we have mm. Pretty Woman, both dresses from Pretty Woman. We have Edward Scissorhands, uh, Forrest Gump, 
uh, Lilo from the Fifth Element, and uh, I think that's it. Fifth Element is really cool. Mm-hmm. She's also an international supermodel, so everything was going to look good on her. They just right. wrapped her in white duct And tape. his wife, yeah. But do people dress up like her at Halloween? Not often. People dress up like her at Comic-Cons. Yeah. Let's people take just... Comic-Con out of it. Sure. Everyone is represented at Comic-Con. Yeah, that's true. So you can't say, can't, that can't be a, a criteria. I would say, it's a great outfit. She looks fabulous. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I gotta take it out. Great. Yeah. This is, this is, I'm gonna, Look, I'm we, gonna go. We, we gotta get go, harsh on this. I'm gonna go to battle right now. I'm gonna go to battle right now and mm-hmm. say the answer, the answer, and this is tricky because we just had Freddy Krueger. The answer is Edward Scissorhands. Interesting. Knife fingered protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Are the and the the hands are part of the costume. The hands are part of the costume, but it was also that so so Tim Burton like it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. its own style. He clearly drew that costume and it was made. Yeah. Same thing with Catwoman, like the lacing and the patent mm-hmm. leather, and we don't we can't go as far as makeup and hair, but it's the same. Yeah, I mean it's it's. And the only similarity with it, with Freddy Krueger is that he has knives. Right, they have knife feet. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's, it's interesting that I'm going to go to bat for that mm-hmm. and say that that was the most sartorially influential. <laughs> Those are big words. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, what does influential mean? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you knew. No, I, I, I do. I think, but, but, but then is that, am I piggybacking the idea of the Edward Scissorhands costume? Onto the entire Tim Burton look, because you it, could make I a think case you can for do Forrest that, Gump. Yeah, yeah, but this is the iconic. It's an iconic. First of all, I don't know how many people are dressing up as Edward Scissorhands. Certainly not. Certainly in like ninety one, ninety they did. Forrest Gump people maybe still dress up as him, but again, that was sort of up the time. You know time. what? I think it's a lazy costume. It is a lazy mm-hmm. costume. I think it's one you can find in your closet. It's one that I would probably try to wear because it's a lazy costume. Yeah, I know my husband's pulled out a Marty McFly several times. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You just need yeah. a jean jacket and a vest. And he's got the orange vest, yeah. Yeah. All right. So when I, when I made this list, as I was writing this one, I thought, well, Edward Scissorhands is going to win the 90s. Oh, that was the, you had a premonition. I had yeah. a premonition. Who <laughs> knew? I mean, just as I was writing them, I thought. It's also so 90s. Like, yeah. remember the 90s? Yes. Like, that was very, that kind of, it's, it's, it's that goth, uh, Emo, mm-hmm. outcast, artsy, and so Tim Burton. Yeah, it's the most Tim Burton-y Tim Burton that yeah. was ever Tim Burton. <laughs> it's it's definitely and Beetlejuice, but Tim that's Burton's what hair. Winona Ryder looks like in Beetlejuice. She looks like Edward Scissorhands from Edward Scissorhands. Right. Yes. She looks like The Nightmare Before Christmas and – like it's all. How did Beetlejuice not wind up on this? I'm realizing that way. I knew there would be at least one that I went, oh yeah. Well, because a lot of that is costume. hair and makeup, though. Yeah, it's yeah. hair and makeup. But it's that. But a vertical white. Yeah, suit, it's a, a vertical good black one. and white striped suit. Right, but you always wear it with a mask. You can't just wear it and be like, hey, guess who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you really wanted to get to that level, you'd be mm-hmm. like, what about Jim Carrey in the mask when he wears the yellow zoot suit? Well, right. it's the makeup. It's not the same. Or, 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 um, or, or Hannibal Lecter's face mask. Hannibal Lecter's like, you face mask. Can't, right. uh, he was wearing a jumpsuit and a face mask when yeah. they wheeled him out. I will – just one I want to mention very quickly mm-hmm. that's not in here is uh, Judy Dench at the end of Shakespeare in Love. Oh, boy. As, as uh, uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Vi- uh, we do have a Queen Elizabeth coming up. Yes, but I just love that mm-hmm. costume. Mm-hmm. It's such a great – all the costumes in that uh, in that film are great, but that one in particular stands out. It wouldn't win, but I just wanted right. to have Gosh, it Judy mentioned. Dench is about to play her for – no, she's playing Queen, Queen Victoria. Never mind. 
She's played wait, a lot of queens. Wait, wait, she wasn't Queen Elizabeth. She was Queen Victoria. No, she was, she was Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth and now Shakespeare she's in love. Mm-hmm. She, she was, was the at the end oh. of the movie. Yes, she comes in as as oh, Queen I Elizabeth. She was. I thought that was. Kate Blanchett oh, played Elizabeth and Elizabeth the same year. Right. 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 Oh boy. All right. Um, I don't know my history very well. So are we going to? Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Edward Scissorhands wins. Scissorhands. Yeah. All right. Home stretch. Home oh, stretch. Boy. We're moving into. Let's just do all of these at once. The two thousands through now, yep. starting at two thousand to now. Uh, we've got The Grinch. As played by Jim Carrey in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean is played by Johnny Depp. Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette in the movie of the same name. Kate Blanchett. Blanchett? I don't know how you say Blanchett, it. Blanchett. Uh, as Elizabeth I in Elizabeth the Golden Age. Uh, we've got Kira Knightley's green dress from Atonement. We've got Natalie Portman's Black Swan costume from Black Swan. Kira Knightley again as Anna Karenina in the movie of the same name. And Charlize Theron as Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. I will now add the one that I mentioned before. Uh, the only one to come out of the superhero universe, I think, unless you guys can think of others, Iron Man. It's mostly digital. If I were going to pick mm-hmm. an, a costume, I probably would, would pick the latest Spider-Man. Although yeah. they're all they're all great costumes, but sure. they're... From another I feel like we could do a, a whole other digital. episode on best superheroes. Yeah. That that's why would, I tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's its own. Thing. That's why I had. You got to a lot of editing to do on this podcast. That's now. it. I'm just going to edit stuff in from other podcasts to yeah. make it the longest one ever. So, uh, so what stands out in this one? Elizabeth the Golden Age, by the way, is on here because her costumes in this are from later in her reign, as opposed to the first Elizabeth movie, right. where she wasn't wearing the absolute insane giant gowns right can i be honest mm-hmm. nothing on this list really stands out to me that much nothing that would beat anything that came before i'm i'm afraid mm-hmm. i have to agree really we're not putting I, anything out of 2000 I, 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 to I, I, personally i would say jack sparrow yeah. because i think people do dress up like him sure yep. they're right down the street and also, but is that weird that the 90s and the 2000s, they're both Johnny Depp? I know. Well, he knows how to pick them. Or he yeah. used to. I don't know. Now he's broke and he fired the agent that shepherded his whole career. I don't know why he did that. Yikes. I don't know. He's, he's made some, I don't know. Too many scarves cutting up the circulation to his brain. But, and, but also that was all kind of his idea too. So I don't know if you can count Jack Sparrow. He was the one who went to Disney. He put mm-hmm. those extensions in and did his eyeliner and... Like that was his his look. He had the costumer devise that look, and he wanted to play a young gay Keith Richards. And Disney flipped out. And then after the first movie made so much money, they claimed it was their idea. But he got mm-hmm. back end because so. Wow. I don't know how he could have gone through all that money. <laughs> but I don't know if that counts. I just don't know how anyone I think goes we, through I that. I think kind we of can money. give it to him because it's the it's the most iconic one. The on most this iconic list. one, but. It, more than more so than the, the Grinch. Same as, it's the same yeah. as uh, Grinch's makeup. The, yeah, the Grinch. But that I feel like, and that was why I put this one on here. I was and based on a drawing, just to drawing. that's true. That's Dr. I Seuss think, drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the harder thing is that it's based on it already had a look. Yeah. But I'm curious, would you call like? I just wanted to bring the question up is why I put this on there. Right. Is it still makeup if it's? Does it be? When does it become a costume? Does a costume start at the neck? Is Chewbacca? Well, I guess no, because that it's was a, a separate a thing. department. It's, so if it's a separate department, right. it's a separate. That's thing. the thing. I would wonder if there are costumes, if the green fur from the neck hair, down, there is makeup. Would the green suit from the neck down? Which of those departments would that be? Would it be costumes? Costumes. No. Okay. 
But you so think it's the, would it's, the head yeah. if it's a head that's put on, but then the makeup is finishing. Right. Yeah. But um, hair, hair, the hair department is responsible for putting the hood on, the hat on. Right. Anything that touches the scalp is hair, except unless you're a bald man and they paint you. Right. Wow. So, so it's a separate department. And I love those costumes in Elizabeth and Marie Antoinette. Are great. They're great all great costumes. Pieces. Anna Karenina, they're all great, but right. are they uh, iconic to a specific movie? Would you know right. one costume was from this Elizabeth movie or this Elizabeth movie? Or Right. I don't know if I would, mm-hmm. and, and I think I would know better than both of you. That's very That's true. true. For lady so, clothing, but your research, again, is impeccable. Beautiful work here, especially <laughs> that green dress from Atonement. I don't think most guys know how important that dress was. That's a big dress. Big dress. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. I haven't seen Atonement. Um, I don't so, know what's wrong with you. So why don't we do this? Where do we start? We will give the, we will give the 2000s <laughs> and onward to Jack Sparrow and eliminate him immediately. Yep. Great. Yep. So here are our finalists. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them, because Jack Sparrow is already out. We have 1914's The Tramp, Charlie Chaplin. We have Bela Lugosi's iconic Dracula costume from 1931. We have the black nightclub dress worn by Rita Hayworth in 1946's Gilda. The Marilyn Monroe dress from the seven-year itch. Anybody who has ever seen a grate on the pavement has thought about that dress, I bet. The black dress worn by Audrey Hepburn in 1961's Breakfast at Tiffany's. The white disco leisure suit worn by John Travolta. In Saturday Night Fever, 1977, 1984, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, the sweater, the glove, the hat, the pants, and the work boots, Edward Scissorhands and his zippered costume from 1990s film of the same name, and those are our finalists. Great. Uh, how about this? I'll start, then Hal, then, uh, then Paget, And we'll and eliminate we'll, them one at a time. We'll eliminate them in a circle. Does that work? In a circle. Yeah, we'll so go, we'll go, we'll go oh, around oh, oh, yeah, yeah. and we'll each eliminate one until there's only one standing. Yes. Okay. Um, I will eliminate right away, uh, though she is, uh, she is wonderful. Rita Hayworth, uh, as, uh, in the, in her black nightclub dress in Gilda from 1946. I second the motion. Yep. Great. I agree. Um, I'm going to eliminate Edward Scissorhands because I think that the other, the other costumes on this list are just more iconic than than his. Mm-hmm. I concur. Paget. This is very hard. <laughs> I'm going to eliminate, and then just not without trepidation, John Travolta's white disco suit. Oh, I know. Sorry, I'm having a hard time. There are just so many. How many, how many did we have? We now have we one, had, two, three, eight. four. We, we have had five eight. left. We have five left. Okay. What's wrong? Uh, you'll see in a second what I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> one of us always screws this up. Yep. Um, okay. Let, you know what? Let's, let's have a little fun. Let's reverse direction. Okay. So now, now I go. Now it's to you, Hal. Okay. So, all right. We've got Freddy Krueger. Wait, will this change anything? I don't know. Let's find out. What? 
What information is missing? All now? right. I'll tell you what information is. We may want to do this part again. Nope. All right. We're going to keep it in. Keep it in. I'll tell you what, elim- what information is, elim- is missing. We were trying to make you make the final decision. We were trying to get it down to two. And you just and- figured out mathematically we would go around in a circle. Yes. I, figure- I figured out where to start. <laughs> I figured out, but I had miscircled one. I had forgotten one of the circles. There were eight instead of seven. That is hilarious. And so now it's going to fall to me. <laughs> All right. To you, pick know, the final you know what? Well, what do you want to do? We still want you to pick the final one. Yeah. Do you want to pick the final? Can you pick the final one right now? Out of this list? No. Okay. Okay. Don't make me. I'll tell you what. You eliminate one right now. And that takes us down. One, two, three, four, five. We have one, five. two, three, four, five. Yes. You so eliminate I'm one. one out now? I'll eliminate one. Mark will eliminate one. And then we'll leave you with the final two. But whatever your decision is, we back you up. And it's final for all time. Yes. So you oh, get, God, you get to on, decide. Guys. <laughs> okay. The- all right. All right. I campaigned. I campaigned for this. Yeah. But I think overall, decade by decade, least influential Freddy Krueger. I'm sorry, Robert. Sorry, oh, Robert. I'm sorry, Robert. Sorry. It is nothing, this is not a reflection it's on not, your It's love not. For it's about history. Yeah. And impact and the industry. Uh, <laughs> it's about love. It's about <laughs> sex. It's about anger. It's about reconciliation. That's up next. So someone else gets to get rid of one now. Okay, I'll I will get rid of one. We have four left for those of you who are kind of trying to keep track at home. We have the Tramp, we have Dracula, we have the Marilyn Monroe dress, and then we have the black dress from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that I'm going to eliminate. It's simply for for me, someone who uh, I've not seen the Seven Year Itch. I've seen bits of Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm-hmm. but of the two of those, and those are the two that I was sort of deciding between. The, the, the white dress is just, that gets Too brought iconic. up. Whenever they have like the new blonde bombshell, whether she's a model or an actress, they want her to do that pose because get in the dress. You're the new Marilyn Monroe. Right. That still means something more than you are the new Audrey Hepburn. Although that's not that that means nothing, but it's just, I understand, too what, I, I understand Thank you. what you're saying. Um, Thank goodness. Now I will eliminate one and. It's this is very hard because there are only three left, and I think there are two that are absolute icons, and one that is a really close runner-up. So I'm going to eliminate Bela Lugosi's Dracula, Whoa. even though his cape served to uh, mask but it's the medallion. The medallion was great, but what did the as far mask? as movie costumes go, it it feel like it has to come down to Marilyn Monroe's white dress. And Charlie Chaplin's Little Tramp. Wow. Guys. Mm-hmm. I just found a flaw in the system. What flaw Uh-oh. did you find? Did Charlie Chaplin, did he not say, okay, hold on. I believe he put together that costume, which is how we knocked out Annie Hall. However, he was the it was director. not what he wore he on a day-to-day he basis. He was the director, so yes. it counts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does count. Right. I just wanted to keep the tramp yes. in because I thought, oh no! Right. He also composed music for his own movies and directed okay, great. And okay, great. And, yeah. Okay, so you're so you're Dracula's out. Dracula's, Dracula's out. out. This it is, is between to... the white dress from the Seven Year Itch and every Charlie Chaplin film. The tramp is <laughs> I, look. He wore he wore the same thing in every movie. She wore it once. No, don't. I'm not arguing for. One I know over what another. you want. Look, <laughs> I feel like I have just wasted 
101 years of my time. <laughs> because it's all number one. It's the tramp. It's the tramp. It's the tramp. You think the tramp is the winner? It's the most iconic. Absolutely. Costume. I'm with you 100%. There you go. I'll now issue our decision for everybody who listens around the world. I'll say, people of the world, <sighs> we just took you through 103 years 103, yeah. of film. And we went through some iconic costumes. The ones that you thought should be on the list that weren't. Too bad. That's what the internet's for. You can yell at Mark, and I will read it. He will not. <laughs> However, you probably knew when we started it was going to be the tramp wearing his shoes on the wrong feet because they were too big with his oversized jacket and his tie and the pants held up by rope. Yep. Jeez. I mean, and look, the the tramp and the short the tramp is great. Go watch The Gold Rush. Go watch Modern Times. Even The Great Dictator, which is a fantastic film that's kind of lost in within his canon. And none of the other costumes that he wears hold a candle to that tramp outfit. That is an iconic character. If you grew up uh, around the same time that we did on Sesame Street, you had uh, Maria dressed as the tramp. They that that <laughs> costume was part of it. That costume is still part of everything. It 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 stands for something. For goodness sakes, in this world gone mad, and that is why it is the greatest movie costume of all time. Asked and answered. Paget Brewster. Guys, thanks was, for doing this. That was great. Yeah. Did you have fun? I really did. Good. And I I can't believe how seriously I've taken this whole thing. <laughs> but it was so enjoyable. <laughs> I was so I glad. Am, I just think you guys are great. Oh. I, I and smart and 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 I I really I think you're two very unique individuals. This this would be silly with someone else. It would be silly to do this. But it actually <laughs> means something to us. As fans of these films. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we've hurt some of our friends here today. But <laughs> Only one of us. But, but it's – I don't know. It's a testament to how much we all enjoy entertainment and are lucky to be able to be in it to whatever degree we are. Yeah. And still fans. This is just a really – I'm going to be thinking about this for days. Days. Well, thanks for coming. Maybe oh, weeks. I'm wonderful. crazy about you. I think you guys are great. Well, we love you. We love you, Patrick. I love you. Thank you, are, you so much for asking me to do this. Your family to us. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Don't. I can't believe we've been we've known each other 13? for twelve years. Twelve plus, almost thirteen. Plus, almost thirteen. It's going years, to be thirteen. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. If I if I had known twenty years ago that you and I would be friends. <laughs> the good, like, close, like, uh, I, and I say this, if you want me to edit it out, I will. But if you needed anything, if Mark needed anything, Paul, if they ever needed anything, they could call me and I'd be there in a heartbeat. I hope you know that's yeah. the same for me. 100%. Yeah. That's I have, a special I, I have no doubt about that. It's special. I'm like so grateful. Like, yeah. what a, I mean, what a blessing. It's true. Sometimes busy. I don't know. I don't know if she'd be there. <laughs> you know what? But the rest of us, I think, would really be there for 100%. each other. If Bessie, Annie, I think the original. <laughs> See, I don't even remember her name. I can't. I can't be expected to remember. I can't all take of you. time for new friends. Yeah, I can't. There's I'm no loaded way. up. New friends after year two. Of I'm loaded up. Is there anything you want to promote to people? Do you want people to go see anything or do anything? Whatever. To uh, uh, watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday nights at ten. 
starting at the end of September. Uh, another period is coming back at some point this summer. I don't know awesome. when. And Drunk History yeah, is season. coming back this year. You're on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming this back is- this summer at some point. Yeah. I mean, when? No, oh, it's coming back soon. Yeah, it's, when? they've already shot everything. I know everything's done. It's coming back soon. It's got to be soon. They, they, this is not the final season. No, right? I don't think I so. I don't Good. think so. Good. This is season. He five. announced a final season years ago. Yeah, and then, and it then it's it. just been going. Too bad. Days. Too bad, Derek. You're too smart. This is year yeah. five, right? This is five, or is this six? This is either five or six. I think this is five. Yes, and, and, I think and this another is period. I think five. this is our third season. That's we'll so cool. begin airing. Another period is fantastic. I don't know when another period might not even be airing until January 2018. I don't know. It could be coming, but you can go catch up on the on the yeah. Watch watch other uh, the other another periods. Watch the earlier another period. Yeah. Thanks, guys. What would you like to promote? What's happening with you, Hal? What's going on? Oh me? Yeah. I just want people to keep listening to this. Please listen to this. For goodness sakes, (laughs) this is really uh, this is really compelling. I'm I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna and I don't listen to any podcasts. I might listen to this. Uh, we'll Not this you, one that I'm in. No, we'll right. send you I mean, links. listen to other ones. <laughs> you can. I'm going to listen to this episode over and over again. My episode. And yell at myself. <laughs> no, I, yeah, because I can't. That would be mortifying. But I'm going to listen to other ones. Yeah. And then just text you irritatingly text you oh, well, what about this why'd you say this you guys are not gonna want to be my friend I my friend Barb already does that i can't wait i can't wait yeah she does it in the yeah. facebook group too uh all right how funny that's it this 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 topic has been settled but there are so many other topics out there oh my god we've got a running list right now of almost 300 topics what that we have not yet recorded and i'm gonna say right now that's not enough we need more we need more topics it's Please. just the way it is so please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit, or you can go email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, who was able to take a vacation on this one. He was Mark, just jumped all over it and did a fantastic job. Graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thanks as always to our musicians Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our theme song and score, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, you gave us a chance to sit down with Paget, who we love, and talk about movie costumes. I love you guys, too. And I want to add to this that the people who, uh, who are listeners, who are able, and who have become uh, donors on Maximum Fun and have chosen to support our show, thank you very much. You have afforded us travel, equipment, uh, all, all kinds of stuff that we put into making the show uh, the best that it can be for you. So I just wanted to throw in, I realize we never really thank people for that, but I want to say thank you. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.